What's up, everybody? How's it going? It's your boy, Michael, joined as always with Lincoln, and welcome to the Left Hand Backhand Podcast. Uh, we got a full show coming up. Um, we might talk about some news and notes. We got a couple dealers' choices up our sleeves. Uh, we'll talk about yes, in the bag, anything plastic, because we can't stop talking about discs. And then close it out with a, what we're most looking forward to. Sound good? Yep. And uh, I got a little surprise semi-dealer's choice-esque for once we get to what, what we're looking forward to. Perfect. So Awesome. I'll so, spur that on you in the moment. It'll be fun. We'll, we'll just start with, like, how you been? How you doing? How's your week? Dude, uh, I mean, is it maybe tied to in the bag, but I got to play disc golf this weekend. And nice. dad gummit, it's fun just playing a round of disc golf. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. I guess it had been a month, but that felt like a while. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting out there. So I got to play Saturday with a couple guys out at Prickly. Nice. Um, so that was fun. Shout out to uh, Little Link. So this guy, one of one of the guys, his son is named Lincoln, and he calls him, we call him Little Link, and I'm Big Link. So shout out to Jared and your boy, Little Link. Um, but I got to play around with Jared. We had talked about playing for like six months or so. Um, got out to Prickly, had a good time, and then uh, played around with Jesse from Trash Panda out at West Creek, the dog park course. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just good to get out and play. And there's obviously stuff that I'm working on this off season. So I stuck to my game plan of not throwing high speed drivers. And I don't know, nice. it just felt felt rewarding and, and it was fun to play. Good. That's always great. Yeah. Um, and you had a big old range sesh, right? Yeah. I So one of my buddies and... I'm going to school with him right now and he is on the college's disc golf team. So I want to, I asked if he could come on tonight, but he had other, other things going. So we should try to get him on just to like talk about the experience, what the courses were like and like get a little bit more of a dive into college disc golf. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, But on Friday I went out and so I took my cousin and my son and we went out to a park and it was super fun, huge field, a little bit of trees, a little bit of elevation change. And all I had were fairways and then all of my Innova discs. So I didn't really have a, a mid range in my bag. I just had zone, uh, not zone, um, pig, rhino, toro, and then fairways and drivers. Um, but it was fun just to get out, throw, talk about disc golf and then we ended up making our own little like nine hole course throughout the park so that was like fun. with the basket yeah like we didn't, an object course no with the basket we didn't end up moving it which like it had so much potential to move the basket and create like some yeah, awesome you holes just, you just like walked away and then threw back yeah. to the yeah i walked away yeah, and which is we, fun. Actually, we actually came up with this like it was said we made like a kind of like an out and around, like a U shape. Like you can make a really awesome, tough par four, par five without being a thousand feet distance if you just like put some mandos in and like make them go around an area. Yeah. Um, so I think I don't know how that would fit 
for like the aesthetics of a course but i feel like if you don't have that much of a distance space you can still add tough holes by combining them and making them shape weirdly Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you do this, but every time I'm on a road trip and I'm just like thinking while I'm driving, Mm -hmm. I, I always like look off to the side and see a grove of trees or something like that and go, you know, I could make a pretty cool hole out of that. Or I wonder how much uh, more land you can make a course with. And so it's, I don't know, just being creative and yeah, especially if you're taking your own basket, like why not? It's super fun. Yeah, that's always something I've dabbled in, in not so much in Colorado, but in Oklahoma, I used to carry my basket around all the time. And like, I'd make, make my own nine hole course in parks. Every time I'm in a park, I'm like, Ooh, this would be a, a really cool shot here. Oh, look at that. And I could yeah. one hole here. Like it's, it's so fun to make a course. So that's, I think that's probably my, I could say that like bucket list, like future goal is to design and put into the ground a course anywhere i don't know i don't care where to be i think it'd be so fun so yeah you know you you need to get your son into boy scouts and make that his eagle project oh, and then all of yeah. a sudden it's your your pet project because then he can do all the fundraising for you mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you can just design the course and put in tea pads and blah blah, blah. yeah that'd be awesome that would be fun so that's funny cool We want to get into some... Oh, wait. News and notes. Is there anything you've heard about, seen um, in the past week? Yeah. The only two bits that I just wanted to bring up, not that there's a lot of discussion for it. Paige Pierce got married. Mm -hmm. Congrats. Video of of, her and Alyssa. Alyssa. Um, Zoe Andike is who I saw it from. Nice. And all, all of a sudden it kind of just surprised me. Like, oh, I didn't even hear anything about it. Whereas like you heard about Yuli's wedding. Yeah. Yep. Like there's a lot of buildup towards Yuli's wedding. So that was kind of surprised me. And yeah. uh, congrats to them. And then also Paul Macbeth posted a video of the new Z-Lite uh, PM Paul line. line. Yeah. Paul Macbeth line. And I have a uh, Lucid Air. Yeah, Lucid. Lucid Air Escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the lighter weight plastic for trilogy, and Jesse and I were talking about it actually this weekend because uh, he throws Air Giants, so he throws lightweight, overstable discs, so he can still like get enough distance out of it, but it's still gonna have stability to fight out at the end of it. Yeah, and it made me actually pretty curious to see how the Z Light Zeus's felt. Yeah, so I don't I know if I would want fly. to see like yeah. Hades, but no. I bet the Zeus will. You'd get potentially a little more distance out of it with my arm speed, but also you still have the stability of the actual mold to yeah. you know fight out or have some flex line. So it actually piqued my my interest. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think more people can and should test and try out different weighted weighted discs especially in those stable molds or overstable molds in a lighter weight you can you can throw them so far it's so much easier and you get so much distance and it's still a pretty controllable flight and like unless you're playing unfortunately colorado can get pretty gusty lots of winds 
or somewhere in the Midwest where you need to like go against strong winds. But if you're on the coast or in woods somewhere, a lighter disc that's not going to be as like affected from the wind would just be such a cool weapon like to have in your bag and be something that's different. Right. Yeah. We're not saying to make your entire bag lightweight plastic, no. but have like one of your go-to molds, have a lighter weight version of that or, you know, something mm-hmm. along those lines to test and push your boundaries, see how it fits and swallow your pride. Cause you don't need to throw max weight, everything. Yeah. Because that's what the pros do. Like most of my fairways are 168 to 171. That's where I, that's like the range that I prefer if I have the choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it makes me better. Yeah, I haven't tested the science on it, but I just don't need to always grab that super heavy disc to show how manly and tough and far, how far I can throw. And, you know, just swallow your pride, throw some lighter weight discs. Why not? Sure. Try it out. Yep. Cool. Um, I guess my only other one would be, and I heard it on the foundation is they, someone had a rumor that Emerson Keith was leaving Lone Star. They said he was going to Innova, but I was Did he sign a a one-year deal or was it a two-year deal with Lone Star? I think it was just a one-year, but I'm not entirely sure. I didn't know that. But I was just scrolling through Facebook and Lone Star posted their come meet Team Lone Star at the Lone Star Championship in I think January. Um I just mm. scrolled past it. But Emerson's picture was not on it. You had Chandler Kramer, you had Dan Carey, you had Leah Sinagini, you had um Robert Burridge, Aaron uh Carter Aarons. Um but yeah, there was no Emerson Keith on the the picture collage. Wow. So it's looking more and more true is what I'm is what I'm like saying. So I have no say in that like i i didn't hear that from anyone that emerson was leaving but i heard it i'm adding to it um so yeah kind of exciting so we're gonna have a full dealer's choice segment about off-season player moves and free agents and all that that's that's pending and we're gonna prep a good episode for that but just innova to me doesn't make sense for like it doesn't feel like a fit for Emerson. Does no. it feel strange to you too? It does. It feels really strange. I could um, see him at Discraft off. Like Discraft doesn't feel that far off. Yeah, I, just I could Discraft, see him at MVP. Yeah, Discraft is just so low. It just felt weird. It's a little out there, but I also think, like, when you think of Innova, you think of just like they have no one that plays other than Calvin Heimberg. Yeah. Or yeah. like is competing week in and week out. Um right. I mean you have the Joel Freeman. Wait, is Joel Freeman on there still? Yeah. 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 Joel Freeman, Bradley, I want to say Cooper, but it's not Cooper. Williams. Williams. Yeah. Um, but then you just have the the old guys that is Nate Sexton, Jeremy Colling, um, Greg Barsby. Greg Barsby. It's like Philo. Yeah, like they're the commentators. So it doesn't make sense, but I also like don't hate it. I think it it makes logical sense. It yeah. just didn't feel right. Yeah, I could see that. I pictured him with more of an MVP 
type of vibe. But mm-hmm. I mean, it does make logical sense in terms of he's a he won a pro tour event last year, mm-hmm. and Innova needs to have a better roster. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess they don't need to. They can do yeah. whatever they want because yeah, they're Innova right now. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, anyways, cool. Stay tuned for the off season uh, free agency episode. Yeah, it'll be fun to kind of guess where anyone might be going. Yeah, and we'll we'll maybe track it and do points or something <laughs> if yeah. we can predict anything cool. For sure. All right, should we get into some dealers' choices? Have some fun. Yeah. Do you want to go first, do or do, do you want to get through some of mine? Um, let's go. You then me then you. Cool. Um, we're gonna do the signature series at the end. So let's do. Let's just cool. rank. Start off. Start off with a bang. Start with our ranking system. Um, I guess you don't have to rank it, but I wanted to know what are the top five sporting events to watch they don't have to be one that you've been to they and this you can take it either way you can say one that you need to watch in person or one that is fun to watch on tv anything and just like what are to you kind of like the biggest and seem like the most fun sporting events to to watch yeah um are we going to go back and forth yeah, and we'll go, that way we'll we can't go, steal each other's. Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Okay. Um, I'll go first since okay. this was your idea. And granted, you have to take the uh, in-person versus mm-hmm. like on TV and like choosing which is best. I don't know if it's the best option but I have to take it because I will be sad if you don't, or if you do take it. And that's uh, watching American football, not football. Yeah. But watching a football game uh, is one of the only events in my life that made me just cry being in the atmosphere. And that was at the Chiefs game last year. Yeah. So shout out. That's to fun. That. And we can but choose you, the same ones actually, if we want. They're better to watch on TV, I think. Yeah. For if you don't know what the referee is kind of saying and you kind of care like how the game result is it's fun to hear the announcers and watch the replay in on the tv yeah. screen like it's easier to follow you get way more out of the game yes yeah mm-hmm. which is, is i think the commentating on american football is like top tier elite and the way that they yeah. make it easy for casuals to kind of get into the game and also add a depth to someone who does watch the game or knows the sport. Um, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. All right. So mine, and we can choose the same one if we ever agree. You want to help. We just, it's not like a, uh, if no, you pick I'll, it, we, up we deal it from each other. It's off, the, it's off the board. No. That way we have 10 different ones. All right. Uh, mine is going to be in-person college basketball game. Oh, that's a great pick. And I'm not talking about like your local March Madness, Colorado State, 
And I'm not even talking about March Madness because those are on neutral sites. I'm talking about mm-hmm. in person at a Nevada, at a Duke, North Carolina, ACC, like powerhouse, Kentucky, Kansas. Yeah. Going to one of those games would just be the atmosphere would just be electric, so fun, so exciting. Um, yeah, in person yeah. college basketball game. That's fantastic. Um, I've never been to a men's NCAA game, but my aunt, shout out to Aunt Erica, she played for Oregon State. And so I went to women's basketball games all growing mm-hmm. up. And it was just, even that was an absolute blast. Yeah. So it was a good time. I mean, yeah. So I like, I like that pick. Um, I'm going to go with in person hockey, okay. NHL professional hockey. Specifically playoff hockey, because that is some of the most electric yeah. games you could ever go to. Like when the Colorado Avalanche won it two years ago. Two years, yep. yep. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The Like the entire state of Colorado was on fire. It was so cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool to follow. I mean, I wasn't there at the time, but I had some friends here that lived in Colorado or their kid did. And so they were always following it and keeping me keeping tabs on me so it was it was cool. it was so fun yeah and i i have friends who have season tickets and they posted videos at the stadium and you can just you can't hear anything because it's just noise it's awesome yeah yeah uh this one is going to be kind of i don't know like an easy street layup but it is the biggest well probably the second biggest sporting event in the world and it's going to be the olympics watching oh, the watching okay. the olympics on tv happens every four years watching all the different events getting to root for your country being all patriotic getting to know like because like all these athletes are training year-round and they're competing yeah. but this is their one time to be on the national stage and in the spotlight and actually be like celebrated and rooted for um, so watching the Olympics, I think yeah. is freaking awesome. It's like so much pressure. It unites the country for like three weeks, which is like yeah. exciting. Yeah. No, like I don't have a lot of pride in like being American because I was, I was born here, you know, like yeah. I'm not like, oh yeah, I'm proud to be American. But like when the Olympics come on, like, like you have country pride yeah. just kind of naturally and it's fun. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Uh, I didn't even have that on my list, so that's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with, and I don't know if this is translatable in college, but high school volleyball was some of the most electric games that I've ever been to. Yeah. Like yeah. volleyball is just entertaining crap. Like it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. But we had a rowdy men's cheer section then we would all just dress up in crazy old school high school like apparel and we do crazy outfits and stuff like one time we all dressed up uh in like suit and tie and we're all professional about it and we had these group chants and just like every single point in an intense game every hit every rally every set is just it's electric there's so much fun Oh yeah. Did you know random fact? 
the highest attended women's sporting event happened this year, and it was the Wisconsin volleyball team. Against? I don't know who they played, but they played in their football stadium, mm-hmm. set up the court in their football stadium, and no way. packed it out, 93,000 people. Wow, that's yep. awesome. Yep. It, surpa- I, I, it surpassed the uh, the Olympic or gold Olympic or World Cup final for women's soccer um, a long time ago. So, yeah, Dang, number one, number electric. one w- women's attended sport is volleyball. Volleyball so, is so fun. I wish yeah. I were better at it. It's so much fun though. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so mine is going to be an, an. I don't know whose fans are the best. But they're all amazing. Is an English Premier League soccer game. Yep, that's next on my list as well. The chants, the screams, the the songs, the banter, um, the pride that they have it's in my, their. It's on my bucket hometown. list to go. Yeah, yeah. I've been I'm to one. Even I've like been to die one. Die fan. Yeah. Nice. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to Southampton, and this is when they're in the like the Championship division, so a little bit lower than the Premier League. Um, I forget who they played, but it was awesome. It was electric. They don't care. I mean, they want their team to win, obviously, and are going to support them. But no matter what division they're in, the hometown is like supporting them. To me, and that's yeah, a, they that's shut weird. It down. Yeah, with what the soccer teams and clubs in Europe are like in my head is the local high school scene in states yeah does that make I mean, sense because it like, makes sense there's so much pride and every everybody in the local communities all go to the events it's the it's the local community it's like everyone yeah in a 10 mile radius supports that team has grown up watching that team watches that team on tv and goes to those games whereas like yeah nfl Seattle Seahawks, people are going there from Oregon because there's not a team. People are driving there from right. Idaho. They're going from two hours north, three hours to the east. Like, Which is cool, but you, it's it's not yeah, the yeah. same vibes as the Premier League. Yeah. 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 So because everything's so much closer and dense over there. Um, yeah. They, they love Do you it. have a Premier League team that you root for or follow? I don't. I don't. I should. I don't. That was my downfall well, as a player. <laughs> I mean, I guess you were a player, so yeah. it's hard to have a team when you're actively playing yourself. Uh, second shout out to my aunt Erica. Her uh, now former stepdad uh, is R.C. Wanger, who's the oh, used shit. to be the head coach yep. of For Arsenal. Arsenal. Like, yeah. How cool is so, it? Like your name is Arson and you were the coach of Arsenal for 23 years. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so, uh, so like I met him when he came out for like the wedding and everything when That's I was cool. like a little kid, I didn't, I didn't know him, but he, he's... all of a sudden, no, all of a sudden, like knowing who he is and then growing up and being like, Oh yeah, that's, Oh, okay. Yeah. Sick. That guy's like the real deal. That's pretty he, cool. He's like the Phil Jackson of soccer. Yeah. Like him and oh god, I'm gonna be in trouble for not knowing this. Um the old Manchester United coach. But 
it's totally blanking on me. I don't but like know. they they were there for so long. They were so good. And like you knew them, they were just as much a part of the club as the players and the club itself. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like the full identity. So it was they're, they're awesome. That's so cool. You got to meet them. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I don't know how old I was. I was a little, was a little kid, but yeah, uh, my grandparents uh, like kept in contact with them, and they gave us a bunch of like Arsenal scarves and beanies and gloves yeah. and stuff. And that's cool. None, none of us in America wear scarves, but I know my, we still have some in my parents' basement, which is kind of funny. That's sick. Um. Okay, so I went. NFL, yeah, professional football, and then I went uh, hockey. Then I went volleyball. Mm-hmm. You've got basketball, Olympics, college and basketball, yeah, Olympics and soccer. So we'll just give you all of like basketball. Okay, if you want, Olympics and you, soccer. You can take a you can take another one in there. Um, I'm gonna go with professional golf. Yeah, like. People following the PG, like being, this is both in person and on TV because I love watching a nice Saturday afternoon round Mm -hmm. of PGA Tour golf and just taking a nice little nap after I get like my chores done in the morning. It's so relaxing. Yeah. But also like being there in person is like, there's a a different like appreciation for the sport or game, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, And there's like tournaments that are now kind of building prestige for the audience of yeah, like the fans coming to watch and getting rowdy on TPC 16 screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Waste management open. Yep. That's a good one. Um, I'm debating whether to I go drove past that course in Houston. The, the course with the whole 16 is in Arizona. But the waste management open, I thought that was in Arizona. No, I'm thinking of the shell open. Just kidding. Yeah. yeah Just yeah. kidding. Okay. But I drove um, past the shell open course and sold pest control in that neighborhood. Nice. <laughs> trying to think what sport I want to do. Because the one I have written down, you didn't say it, but you have the sport. Um Okay, we'll take it. I I took professional football. I know. I, mine was the Super Bowl. You took college basketball. Yeah. Uh, I had written the Super Bowl. Like the very specific game of watching I th- I, and, I'll sit, allow it. and sitting on your couch. Like yeah. everyone has everyone has pick. everyone has a Super Bowl party, even if it's not your team. Non football fans. Non non football fans. Non like that is the one of the only times that like the majority of people in the country are kind of watching the same thing. Yeah. Like one of the bigger times in the, during the year. So nice. Yeah. I did it for the, like yeah. the, the non fans, like what, what gets non fans interested in the sport? Yeah. And the Super Bowl does that for sure. Nice. Well, I'm going to wrap it up with an in-person exclusive event, and that is baseball. Yeah. Because baseball on TV miss me all day with that. But baseball in person is 
is a very enjoyable experience, even if you're not fully paying attention to the game, just like the atmosphere of being there, mm -hmm. of getting dipping dots and, you know, yep. chewing sunflower seeds or you know, getting a hot dog or whatever. Like just the vibes are all great and I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. I've, I've been to, I haven't in a long, long time been to games. It's definitely a, you need to go. Um, because I despise yeah. watching baseball on TV is the like how other it's people so bad. <laughs> how other people talk about golf and like making them fall asleep. That's baseball to me. And like I it I can't even fall asleep because it doesn't engage me enough to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. I get That's... too bored and then I'm you know just doing something else. Whereas like golf like is engaging and I'm actually watching what's going on and then I fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. My dark horse last pick i knew you were never going to take this i've only seen videos of it and i have been so engaged every time i watch one when it comes up on my facebook feed but i think it'd be electric to go to one is a darts competition what have you ever seen the videos of darts professional dart players Oh my like god. A 10 second clip and then it's usually like mixed into a meme or something. No, it it is the <laughs> most like rowdy crowd and they are so electric and there's nothing better than 600 oh, people oh. drunk so off their funny. off their minds staring at a quarter inch by 1 inch like strip on a on a video oh. board. And just screaming, going ballistic for triple twenties, mind boggling. I'll send you some videos that after is, this. It's that just is like, it's, it just looks so fun. It it'd be fun. It's different. Yeah. So, well, I just sent you a text because my buddy Jeff, shout out to Jeff, who sometimes listens. Uh, he and I play darts in the Game Pigeon iMessage app, there you and go. it's a blast. And we go we go for uh, triple nineteens because that's. I feel like it's easier to hit that. It's closer. Oh, not really. But the that's, the number, that's just what I always go for. The numbers next to it are bigger. So if you admit like the double 20, the triple 20, you have a one and a five, whereas the triple 19 has the seven and a three. So like you'll get closer to it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was good. Let us know uh, your thoughts on your top sporting events. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's great. Um, okay. Well, for you mm. audio listeners, if, if you want to tune into the podcast or, or to the YouTube channel, yeah, um, I built a bracket for one Mr. Harris. And I, I similar to last week where I researched all the different versions of a similar mold. We did mm -hmm. the destroyer last week. Uh, I have a zone group as well. And I went through all these different ones and I figured I'd make a, a nice little bracket of 16. However, I decided to not use the DGA breaker or the axiom tempo, which isn't quite Ooh, as overstable okay. or the Viking discs, Loki or the thought space temple. So I, I dropped a couple of those out of there okay, okay. and I randomly ranked. So I just did, I put them uh, in a list and then yeah. put them in a list and it randomly gave me this bracket. 
So we can't actually like go use them and test them, but we're, we're just going to give, you're going to give some thoughts. I did my own um, bracket to see my winner, but these are all zone type molds. So first we have the Castaplast yarn versus the West side discs harp, the one V 16. And talk about like the underdog going up against Goliath here. I feel like, both these discs are so good. Um, mm-hmm. I love the feel of Castaplast plastic. It it's one of the best. I love the feel of the jar, the yarn. Like I really want to throw one. I've never had the opportunity to. Um, but I'm gonna have to give the the edge to the harp. Um, because of the amount of plastics that it is available in, you oh, can get okay. it. You, like you can get it, you can get in and everything. Um, so yeah, just the, yeah, that's why. Okay. Well, the 16 seed moves on, even <laughs> though it's probably one of the most recognized in this, uh, I know. in this, uh, mold type. Um, next we got the prodigy a two versus the disc mania tactic. Ooh, I'm going to go a two. I um, figured you would. A lot of people like the tactic, but. I'm going to go off of the pros that are Dismania. They quickly went to something else. Whereas the A2, a lot of people, I mean, it's pretty much all that Ganon throws and he does well with. So um, Casey White throws the tactic. Eagle McMahon throws the Razor Claw, which is the tactic. He throws it as his roller disc or like, Backhand turnover. Yeah, he has one. Well, the Razor Claw three, which isn't as stable. Well, that's what, uh, and, that, and that's what I'm saying is like. The but then he also that, like goes to the mutant for that overstable as well. Approach. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So Although that, like, shout out to the MD five, which is fantastic. The new one, yeah. The new one, it's awesome. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's cool. Okay, next we have the MVP Entropy as the five seed versus the twelve seed Clash Discs Mint. Mm. And we could have, I could have done Peppermint, but I just decided to go with Mint because that's um, their kind of like original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One and the Peppermint is like the Zone OS. Yeah. Um, I've thrown the Entropy. I have one, and that thing is an absolute tank. Um, and from yeah, what I've heard, from what I've heard for, with the Peppermint, the Jacob Curtis one is it is also an absolute tank. Um so yeah. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it to Clash. It's like there's zone OS to the zone. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna give it to, wow. I'm gonna give it to nice. Clash. Yeah. A little bit of upset. So we're going know? mint, not peppermint. Yeah. Right. I know I know it's the mint, but it's like same, same. Just because Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. This next one's the zone all day. You don't even need to change it. <laughs> zone, right, zone, the, zone, the zone versus, versus distortion. Yeah. Distortion. Which uh zone is that's what I literally named this tab is the, yeah. the zone bracket challenge. So yeah. So good luck to everybody else. Pretty uh, much. Next, and I have three prodigy molds and three innova molds in my bracket, just because I feel like they represented and might have some good debate. But yeah. the underrated innova rat, which was their toro before they created the toro mm-hmm. as the three seed versus the prodigy a3 as the 14 seed it's hard because i know 
any of the boys might get at me, but you don't throw the rat either. You throw something else. You throw the pig or the toro. Yeah. Um, I love the A3. Um, it's been a staple in my bag before. I could easily go back to it. You can get it in various and multiple plastics. So edge to the A3. The rat, I believe, only comes in the star. Okay, there you go. There you go. So adds to it. This one I thought was a very interesting matchup. The Latitude it, 64 Savior versus the Dynamic Discs Suspect. It is. Um, definitely very, both. very interesting because they're different discs, yep. but they're both great discs. Exactly. They're both good discs. I think um, the thing is they do slightly different things. And if we're mm-hmm. going to go off of what, like, this is the zone bracket, which disc mm-hmm. acts more like the zone, and that's going to be the savior, in my in my opinion. And there's nothing yep, against I, the suspect, but more people use it as that control distance mid as opposed to an overstable approach. Yeah. Now, if we were to have flipped the culprit and the suspect, I think the savior still would have won, but that would have been a, a way, more way fair close. yeah comparison. Yeah. 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 Um, my other favorite matchup on here is the Innova Pig versus the Innova Toro as the 710. Oof. Um some heavy hitters there. You know, tough matchup for both different, of them. Different discs, but they same, same, but different. Are both um, both great? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the pig, just based on the history Whoa. of it. Um, okay. And I I know it's not quite as overstable as the Toro, and Calvin is throwing his Toro all over the place. It's getting more popular. It's um, it's getting close to being just as useful, like as notable as the pig. Um, mm-hmm. but the history of the pig the thumb track on it just like feels great it feels amazing it was one of, also one of the first discs that like everyone from innova or everyone outside of innova tried to like copy um yeah yeah so i like that one so spoiler i actually picked the toro over the pig in my bracket mm. weird right you don't have a toro or you have never bagged one i don't have one no yeah. i've only felt it and, and i love, never love actually thrown it yeah i love, love my pig. pigs i just felt like that kind of like you picked the yeah. uh the savior the, the savior over the suspect that's kind of yeah. why i went like tore over the pig the, and, the, and then for the final matchup is the 15 seed dynamic disc culprit versus the two seed lone star horny toad i already put this one in for you yeah i haven't thrown the horny toad um from what people are saying, it's more stable than the Artemis and the what's the other, uh, harpoon? Harpoon. Um, but I haven't had my, got my hands on one yet. I might. Not sure. I feel like I have too many of those discs, anyways. So <laughs> I put the culprit for you. Would you like to change it? No, I like the culprit. Super stable. Okay. It's it it's like a it's a Zone OS type of not quite Zone OS, but like. It's stable, my culprit that I have. Yeah. Yeah. 
okay. Moving to round two, we have the 16 seed Harp versus the eight seed A2. That's a tough one. I feel like every Prodigy player has an A2, and every Latitude, Dynamic Disc, Westside player has a Harp. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give the edge to the Harp based on the amount of plastics it's offered, and I know the A2 is as well, but the consistency of the runs when they are made because all the prodigy people are like oh you need to find this early december purple faded run that's super chalky only yeah and those those are the best ones like you can't be that specific for a, a mold to be successful in this bracket Yep. Um, no, I I, uh, I agree with you there. Plus, the harp I feel like is uh, more universally more. What? Why is that not? I feel dyslexic saying that. Universal? Universally, Accepted. yeah, it just felt weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, hand feel on it is way yeah. more. People are not. There's not like, oh, I yeah. hate the way the harp feels. Yeah. But mm-hmm. some people don't like the way the A2 feels. Yeah. No. Um, Next, we have the 12-seed Mint versus the 4-seed Zone. Yeah. Um, sorry, Mint. You ran up against the runaway number one seed. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's the Zone. Um, yep, it day. is. Yeah. A3 okay. versus Savior. 14-seed four, A3 versus 6-seed Savior. More people are gonna like the hand feel of the savior. It's more that consistent, like flat top and a little bit more beef in your hands to throw a little bit deeper. I'm gonna go A3 just for my history with it and the amount of options are available. For I it. think it. It just has more history as a disc and has yeah. seen more success than the Savior has seen on tour specifically. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a so good, I actually a good don't one. I don't I don't disagree with you there. So yeah. Uh next we have the seven seed pig versus the fifteen seed culprit. I think it's one of the, the same thing as the A three savior is I'm gonna go with the pig just for the history cool. of it. How many people throw one? How many people bag one? How many people want to want to get one? Um, nothing against the culprit. It's it's probably a better like overstable approach disc, um, but the history of the pig is just kind of unbeatable. I think Ricky is part of why the pig. Oh yeah, grew as big as it did. Without 100%. Ricky, I don't know if the pig would be. Even. It, yeah, it would still be good, but like the way that he threw them, it would be like a rhino. Yeah, it wouldn't be as popular. It would just well, be he, kind of like a, a yeah, a kind of under the radar mold. Yeah, well, that's yeah. He threw them like rhinos because they would just like fly straight, go straight eventually. Yeah, it's like I don't get how you get that disc to go to go straight, but it is what it is. Uh, all right, yeah. Zone versus okay, moving to the semis. This is. 
potentially what actually should be the final matchup. Yeah. The 16 seed Harp versus four seed Zone. This one's really close. And it's weird because I don't even, well, I have one Harp. Um, I have a Glow Harp. Um, but it's got to be the Zone. The iterations they have of it, the plastics, the history, the just everything that they do with it. Everyone wants to copy it. The harp is very close because I think you get that in the um, what's their like baseline soft plastic. It's not a it's not a Riggio. Riggio. That's like the very baseline. But what's the like one above that? Classic. No, have... that no, that's um. Bt. Bt, like a yeah. Bt soft. Dang near just as good as a, a jawbreaker zone. Maybe even better, to be honest. Better hand feel. I feel like it's, they, it's they get way stable. more warped or like warped and they do. They do. I mean junky. I think, I think a But a people love job, that about a it. A jawbreaker zone does too. Like you hit one wrong tree and like that thing smashed. And like I think the new jawbreaker, not very impressed with that. It's not as good. No. Not as good. But what they have done with the zone is come up with so many new plastics zone os the banger ringer zone like they're playing and doing so much with that mold whereas the harp is just like staying more traditional and true to their ways which is great you know you should um but i like the ingenuity that is coming out of discraft for sure yeah i mean you're not going to get an argument from me and the other matchup is the 14 seed A3 versus the 7 seed Pig. Before I even got asked, I probably was going to say Pig, but I'm going to change it to the A3. Okay. Because I think it's a better approach disc. And like the Pig, you can only get an R Pro. Or like glow. You can get the color glow. But isn't it still baseline? Yeah, color glow pro. Yeah. And like they've can, they've done can, like one run of, of star. star. Yeah. And that, that's which is like, like impossible to get your hands on. And like I don't think you should have your most popular overstable approach disc only available in one to two ish plastics. I didn't even take that into consideration in looking at this matchup, but you're one hundred percent right. Right. Yeah. Like I, everyone yeah, most people most people would say pig. My heart wants to say pig, but my mind is saying the options that the A three bring to the table is just like it it's it's better and more than the pig. And then the A three is gonna come up short in the final um because of hand feel it's shallower i love i love that it's shallow i like it it has the bead on the bottom um more people are going to like the zone they're going to throw more of them it's more overstable version so the zone is our champion of the zone bracket shocker <laughs> the zone's the champion of the zone bracket 
That's we should we should have done this without that's the zone in it. And I think that's a yeah. Good, like like Hind, if we hindsight, if, if yeah. we do this again, if we do like a Firebird, a Firebird bracket, this it's like this would actually have been better for like the putter bracket. Yeah, yeah. Because I just have beaded and beadless, and that's, uh, yeah, for like, sure. It's way easier to say the beadless putter bracket and not have the first. Yeah, you know, there's like. What it's molded after. Yeah, but so. no matter what you put. Sorry about that, zone. everybody. Uh, yeah, zone good. goaded. No arguments here. Yeah. I bag multiple zones. I have. I tried to do a count, but on my wall, I have ten zones just on my wall currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, another three zone OSs. I've got. Uh, I've got another mystery box full of zones and then two in my bag nice nice um i i'm a little bit biased so i will say that bracket made me want to give the harp kind of like another try Mm, like just beat in a a bt medium because it's it's, that's my favorite plastic like the zero medium the bt medium the classic blend like it feels so good flies well overstable Oh no. Might give it another try. You know what? Um the savior and like I didn't ever think about this before, but the savior and the yarn in my mind feel the exact same. I I would hundred percent agree with that. Because I've only felt them and they feel very similar. So same. I've thrown the I've thrown the yarn once, maybe twice. Nice. Um and then I can't remember entirely off the top of my head, but I think the mint also feels very similar to that as well. Probably. I'll have to, I'll like have those to go, three yeah. in my mind all feel the exact same. Yeah. But I can't remember. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Well that was uh that was fun. Thank you for indulging in me for a uh, yeah. little bracket style. I enjoyed it. It's always fun speaking my mind. Okay, we are going to play a fun game of we just got handed the ticket or a a key to any manufacturer and we get to pick a signature series and you get to pick the mold, the plastic blend, the stamp you want on it. And if you want to come up with like any other unique features about it, you you can do so. So so signature series, not creator series, correct? Well, I guess it's more well, yeah. So like you're not creating a new mold because like Eagle and Simon and Paul, yeah. like they've all created their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna do more traditional. You get this mold, and you get to fill it with whatever plastic that you want and design it for instance anthony barella has a tour series venom yeah that was his tour series disc last exactly. year yep yeah and before that he had a t-bird three within with innova yeah so i guess if i need to re- relabel it as tour series to help you think about it but yes yeah sorry yeah yeah um so i have some thoughts before i say what i'm thinking okay and I feel like this is kind of 
maybe a decent discussion point on this. Okay. In coming out with your own tour series disc, mm -hmm. part of it is you want it to fit your bag. Yep. Right. Always. Like, yep. like there's there's multiple aspects for me. You want it to fit your bag. You want it to be something that you throw. You have multiple of. Mm -hmm. Because it's sick to carry and throw a disc with your name on it. That's your tour series disc, right? You want it to sell. Yes. So part of it is that like, if you made like a signature PD2, you are limiting a huge part of the disc golf population with yeah. that, with that disc right there. Um, also, if you went with like a putting putter, you're also going to limit your population because not a lot of people change change their putting putter often but like i'll try a different throwing putter all the time you know yeah. what i mean yeah so there's there's kind of the uh the saleability of it the yep. usability of it in your bag i feel like there's, there's different aspects of it so i'm i'm actually curious your um how i want your disc first because i am kind of i i, okay. I have a couple different ideas Okay, and I'm what curious. We, um, yeah, your thoughts. What we first have to decide on is what manufacturer do we want to go with, and then we could let's just let's just pick one manufacturer today, and we can really dive deep into what we're looking for. Their and tour like series stuff. Dissect it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to do dynamic because their tour series is terrible well you can change whatever you want like we're choosing the yeah the, but like but like part of it is like the marketability of it yeah that's true i mean it's, i think a lot of people still buy dynamic but we're basically they do but like yeah. like who had a tour series disc with dynamic last year mm. what, what was chris clemens's tour series disc the evader and the the culprit the Lucid culprit, Lucid not Lucid the. Lucid. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. And I think he probably had a uh, destro um, enforcer, biofusion enforcer, or no defender, biofusion okay. defender. Yeah, but still, it's like I did not. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like the the marketability of of yeah. DD. I don't know. Yeah. So like, my mind initially goes to kind of the big three in Disc Mania, Discraft, and Innova. Those are kind of the three that my mind initially go to. Okay. Uh, curious. I'll let you pick. Where do you want to go from there? Let's go. Let's go to Discmania. I think that's a fun. Okay. I I that's where my mind went first. So okay, let's go there. You read my mind. So we're looking at. I'm looking. I'm on Infinite right now. So I I'm not even looking at you on the screen. Um. Okay. So they have they have distance drivers. They have control drivers. And mid fairways and fair yeah fairways control drivers mids that's, that's and putters and putters, um yeah and I'm looking at this so I don't think I mean an a really easy one is slap my name on a on a P one or P two because everyone's going to buy those like people that already throw just mania they're going to they're going to use it so like i could come up with a, a baseline or a premium 
baseline. I'd come up with like a super soft, super soft P1. Look, like how many people want one of those? Probably a lot. Uh, I have a P1. I like the way it feels, but I've never actually thrown it. Yeah. Um, it's so hard because like mid mids are really nice and useful, but I would just stay clear. Um, for me, my game. Yeah, I mean there was large period of time where the md3 was one of the most sought after mid-ranges yeah and now the md3 is kind of just like everybody goes elsewhere yeah yeah like the iron samurais aren't what they used to be no for sure but the md1 sold really well Mm -hmm. for the mindbender run right well big shock alert that simon lazat so yeah but still like the the mold itself people love that mold yeah um personally to fit my bag i'm a big fairway guy obviously mm-hmm. yeah i love both seven speeds and nine speeds yeah uh you're gonna take the, the one I fd want too. the fd is the former night strike which everybody went crazy for the night strike and so in my mind, like a color glow FD. Yeah. That'd be sick. Rebranded as a night strike. Maybe not like night strike. We go like I was gonna say morning glory, but um <laughs> yeah. uh, but my mind goes to, to a color glow FD. Semi semi neutral yeah. with stability fairway, because that's that's my bread and butters, mm-hmm. but also I love uh, nine speeds and like my escapes are my go-to. So also like the CD one, yeah, formerly the CD two is kind of that. I don't know. So I'm between the CD one and the FD. Well, I'll tell you, looking at their fairways, I was wanting the CD one, and that's where I would go. Um, yeah, just for the like the FD has that cult following, and it is great. Um, but I think the CD one is so much more versatile for everyone. Yeah. And I think for people that have been playing that are just starting playing five, six months in CD one is that perfect control distance driver. You don't need anything more than that. It'll fly. They're going to throw it just as far as a 12 speed. Always. Exactly. Um, and yeah. you'll learn to control it and get better. To, like you'll get full flights out of it way before you can with anything faster. Um, I think for people like in our level and arm speeds, you always need that, like that control distance driver slot. You kind of need that like nine, 10 speed. The sevens are always. great. They go far, but like, there's something so nice about like the escape throw where it's slight hyzer release, flip up, tight pan, and then just like a gentle fade back because of the speed of the disc. Um, and not necessarily relying on the stability of the mold. Yeah. Um uh, interesting realization as you were saying that 
players in our level are going to utilize a nine speed and players, you know, that are newer than us are also going to utilize a nine speed way more than a pro. Mm -hmm. I don't know hardly any pros that throw that like nine speed distance. They either throw a 12 speed or a seven speed. There, well, yeah. What pros do for that like control distance is they'll go to something like the Vanguard, the Vulture, the um, I'm trying to think of other companies that like that O2 speed, kind of like an Onyx, you know, like an Onyx, yeah, um, which is like an O3, but isn't really like they rely on that. Uh, it's an O2, they put so much speed on the disc and like torque that it acts like how we throw a negative one, two disc. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm just thinking like all these tour pros and like the tournaments that they play not a lot of shots require the nine speed they don't they really don't they require no. a 12 speed or a fair of seven yes. speed fairway yes and I would so pros you see just go like back and forth there whereas yeah. at like the um the amateur level shoot, the tour series finale the pro mm -hmm. tour championships yeah, yeah you saw more nine speeds being thrown in that tournament because it was way more wooded than anything else that they'd really played on tour yeah so like the the control drivers for pros come out more so in the woods uh, for instance the fx2 no fx4 that yeah isaac robinson was throwing all over the champions cup mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. but generally you see the the 12 to the seven kind of jump because they can throw seven speeds so dang far yeah but for us and for younger players, the CD one, the nine speed is going to be that kind of perfect spot as well. Yeah. Um, I still think I'm going to go with that, that FD. Mm -hmm. I want to go with the FD three because it's like my favorite mold ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think the FD, if I were to build a perfect one would be maybe like a, a horizon FD. Yeah. yeah. I like that because it's not as not as stable as the color glow or the C line, mm -hmm. and the S line's not quite stable enough for what I'm looking for. Yeah, so I think that horizon would be kind of that perfect in the middle. Yeah, I like it. Um, I'm gonna stick with the CD one, and good. it it's just so good. And I'm gonna go with that a horizon swirl but i specifically want it to turn out like the tour series discs from discraft like a few years ago where it's like stamped in and then like turned slightly and then turned back i'll try to find a picture of it paul used to have a a a force that had and it's just like it's the coolest thing so i i want like lots of i don't want it just like swirly and i don't want just a rim i want like nice bursty like a horizon burst is what i'm going for okay and i want it bottom stamped. Uh, i mean i do love the bottom stamp as well i think the bottom stamps are fantastic you and me like the bottom stamps we like the clean top yes um for mine specifically, I, I don't want a white 
or a black center of my horizon. I want it to be blended. So like, remember when Innova first did the halo and you would have like a, a blue halo rim, but then the center had like blue blood into it. Yeah. That's what I want. I want it to be like colored centers based off of the rims. And I don't want like the two tone. Oh, I just want the one colors run the orange, pink, purple, blue. Yeah. Right, I'm sending you the text message of the picture of the kind of like the kind of swirls that I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm like looking up at my wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a it's more of that burst and like drag than it's not like like dynamic. It's like it's like a burst cut, burst cut, burst cut. Yes. Like I don't know how they did that. But like I don't know either. It's It's fantastic. It's the dopest thing I've ever seen. And I've always wanted to like like almost like this kind of run. Just like that kind of. Yep. Like that's exactly I want that. C D one bright colors. I want pink, white, yellow, no green, no green, blue, no green. red, reds, orange. Oh, love orange. How about this one? Oh my god. That's, what is that? That's a zone. That and dope. look at this. It's a ghost stamp zone. That's sick. That's so sick. You, there you go. Yeah. You can see it there. That's it's Adam Hammes. Yeah. Um, this one has only had like a couple rounds on it, but it's one of the prettiest zones that I've ever yeah. owned. Yeah. So yeah, that's dope. Nice. Well, it's fun. I liked that. Yeah. And we can get as detailed as we want in the future. We can go over like 10 manufacturers if we want, but I think it's fun to, well, maybe, of... maybe we'll build, we'll build our own signature bag. And uh, for now you've got a CD one and I've got an FD. There we go. So good start. For building out our future bags. That's a good start. I like it. Perfect. Well, All right. quickly touching on in the bag. I'm yes. going to Idaho this next week for nice. Thanksgiving with my family. Nice. Excited. Driving are out. Gonna, are you going to see Connor? Um, I'm going to see Connor. Shout out to Connor. And cool. hopefully going to see Bryce as well. Uh, we're going to play a course called Sandy Point that's only open in the winter because in the summer it's, they play. It's like a public it's not like a pond it's like a mini lake almost and so people are playing in it and there's like lifeguards on duty or whatever so it like gets dried up and it becomes sandy and it's called sandy point and so uh, the course is open in the winter so i'm gonna play that which i'm excited about um so i threw a couple extra overstable discs in my bag for going to lower elevation as in i threw the cax z and a thunderbird and a couple fd3s in the bag nice just for fun so I'm excited about that. Good. Um, but I leaned heavily on my escapes, and those were great for me at West Creek yeah. on Sunday morning when I played before church. Shout out to Jesse. Uh, really actually threw the air escape quite a bit, which was fantastic. And I was pushing it like 380. Nice. That's awesome. So that good felt distance. really good to reach a few holes with a nine speed where I was like, for instance, um, hole four at West Creek. Yeah. The, the long, one that goes over, over the mound. Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. It goes over the mound. And there I birdied it for the first time in my life. Nice. That I was, was awesome. pin high about 45 feet to the right and I banged it, which is a sick putt. That's awesome. Um, but anyway, so I, I've just been trusting the nine speed and the seven speed centurions and I've been 
throwing them pretty well, which has been good. Good. That's awesome. Good to yeah. hear. So after um, your field work session, anything revelating in your bag? Not so revelating. Um, well, I guess for me, the Mockingbird, I love. I tend to grip lock it slightly. So like I'm always like holding onto it a little bit long. Um, might be because it's a little bit deeper, but it is mm -hmm. definitely not as like understable as I think it is in my bag. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm gonna put in the it's not the is it lots the negative two one or is that the, the falk? Falk. I'm gonna put a a falk in there, um, because it is just like. Kind of no matter what angle I release it. I mean, if I do so much hyzer and nose up, it's not going to turn over. But like, it's a very gentle and contr really controllable turnover. Whereas the yeah. the Mockingbird like will fade out a little bit. Um, it doesn't. Of, it doesn't pan of... as much. Exactly. Yeah. It wants to just like it. Mockingbird just really just wants to stay straight. Which is like an it does. Awesome, it's an awesome disc. Um, so I think it might kick out my straighter explorer. So I'll have like my stable and then overstable explorer and then mockingbird and then the falk and then super overstable fairway and then one like getaway or lots type type disc. So nice. I think that's kind of where I'm leaning fairways. Um, that's about it. I'm just, I'm just throwing. I'm just trying to get faster, more spin, and more, more consistent yeah. release. So, hundred percent, right there with you. Well, we've gone long on this pod. The last thing, and I'm not going to turn it into a full in the bag or dealer's choice segment. But Thanksgiving is next week, so mm -hmm. chances are we probably won't have a pod next week. Sorry, listeners. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Nope. No promises though. Yeah. Um, but what is one thing that you are like every Thanksgiving we go around the table and we say something that we're thankful for, or like something that we've learned in the last year that we're thankful for. So I'm doing a mini version of that in this Perfect. end of our pod, surprising it on you. And what is something that you are thankful for at this point this year compared to last year, what you maybe weren't as thankful for, or, yeah. you know, just have kind of realized or learned or, you know, something along those lines. Um, the first thing I'm, th I'm thankful for is, and every day is the support of my family to allow me to go to school and pursue an education to be a teacher. Um, my parents, my in-laws my wife they have just supported me and have allowed me to like they've taken a lot off of my shoulders in supporting them and so it's just awesome to be able to pursue a, a profession that i am like i'm so excited to to do one day and i'm gonna change a lot of lives in the teaching profession and i'm so excited uh, for that opportunity but it doesn't it didn't come without the sacrifice of everyone around me um allowing me to do that so thanks for, for nice. them and their support 
Nice. Yeah. It's, it's a better answer than uh, I can give. So maybe I should have gone first, but <laughs> it's all right. Um, I am thankful for friends this year yeah. um, as I've gone through some challenges this year that I wouldn't have expected to go through and just difficulties of, of life. And like my obvious answer is my girls and they're my world, but like, that's not like a, a I'm thankful for them every day, yeah. but something like looking back at this point last year, I'm thankful for friends to have support, have people to talk to, to be able to, you know, vent and talk about my problems or, you know, or just chew the fat with and talk about disc golf on a podcast every week for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, friends that wanted to come with me to USAMs and spend, you know, their money to travel out and, hang out with me in Michigan for oh yeah a half week or you know like I, I've just I don't have a lot of friends close to me physically like I've got a few friends that I've made through disc golf and and people that I've that I'm becoming more and more friends with um, but I'm just thankful to have people to have support with because I don't have any family that live in Colorado near me yeah and for me, like I, I've kind of always been a little bit of a loner and not had a ton of family support near me. So I've been able to thankfully make friends, but I've felt the love of friends in the last, specifically last six months, but in the last year. Yeah. That's a good answer. There's a, there's, there's a sappy ending to our, our uh, overly long off season podcast. Yeah. So comment below. What are you guys thankful for? Um, yeah. We might come out with an episode next week. We'll talk off air. Um, but if not, hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving and we will talk to you guys later. Lefties out. See ya.